now earlier on I read out an email um, that I received from a mother of uh, four great kids uh, three in their 20s one young thing and her eldest son has he's in his 20s and has Asperger's and she described him as a wonderful young kind man and they fought for his diagnosis his SNA in primary school SNA in secondary school and then he went on and she's surprised it's sheer delight third level and he now has a degree but he's really struggling to find a job and feels every time he gets to interview stage he gets a polite thanks but no thanks this is to quote her and she just is at her wits end so I, I read out her email and we've had a phenomenal response to this uh, uh, poor uh, young man who has Asperger's and can't get a job now uh, a, a psychologist Julie from Sligo has called in Julie are you there? Hi, Brendan. Okay, hi, Julie. Thanks so much for calling in. So you carry out autistic assessment and you referred people to a charity called Thriving Autistic. Is that correct? That's right, Brendan. Yes. So I work with adults as well as children and young people and following the confirmation of autism, um, adults naturally need more support to process, you know, their shift in identity and to be able to have a sense of what next. Okay, so, so in driving autistic, yeah, yeah. So specifically in this email that I read out, which inspired you to ring us in. So thank you so much. Um, th- this young man has Asperger's. He's in his early twenties, and he's he has a, a third level degree. Um, he's done really well, um, and now he's finding it difficult to get a job. So. Uh, he, I was just thinking, actually, just uh, he may be the first generation of young people who are now going into the workplace, you know, correctly diagnosed and and in sort of in control of what's happening to a degree. So where does he look? What can he do? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, my heart really went out to him and all the other people in his position because, um, as I'm sure you know, uh, many of your listeners will know, autistic people um, have incredible strengths and they are their strengths can be very, very valuable in any type of workplace. And a stumbling block, there's many stumbling blocks along the way, but the interview process seems to be, um, you, you know, it really seems to be really difficult for many autistic people because of their differences in communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where organisations need to really begin to rethink how they recruit people. So just to, um, on that, and, so just before we go into yeah. that, um, what's interesting and what comes out of uh, this mum's email is that they, you know, they fought for everything along the way and they got the support once they fought mm-hmm. for it through the education system. But then it seems like what you're just about to describe, once you come out of the school system, you're kind of on your own a little bit, Right. Yeah, exactly. And there is a shift happening um, towards neurodiversity uh, affirmation or um, neuroaffirmative approaches, which is what we call them, which is a true appreciation of the amazing qualities and skills um, that autistic people and other neurodivergent people bring to life. Um, so that shift is happening. Um, I just want to spread that good news as well, although your listener probably isn't experiencing that. So can you, can you just, just explain that shift a little bit more to me? So basically, you're just saying that employers are becoming aware that neurodivergent people have other, other things to offer and they're celebrating them. Yeah, in yeah. general, now this is coming from the autistic community themselves, Brendan, in that they're really advocating for themselves, saying 
look, we are people and we are amazing people with amazing skills. And it's an invitation to society as a whole to think about how we, how our design of society, including the workplace, needs to adapt to be a universal design that suits everybody. Right. So, for example, the interview process doesn't suit everybody at the moment. Yeah. It suits people that are comfortable with those types of communication skills. But if you're not, but you have everything else that the job entails, um, you'll stumble at that hurdle. So it's about people stopping and thinking and saying, okay, is there alternative ways in which we can you know, offer um, recruitment group, recruitment process? Yeah, and it's worth saying, like, the interview process is stressful enough for neurotypical people as well. Like, it's, exactly. it's, it's a stressful process yeah. anyway, right? Absolutely, 100%. It, I think it could probably be re- reworked for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I, I, I hear what you're saying broadly in terms of culture and, and society and how we view it but practically for you know a 22 year old graduate trying to get into the workplace uh, who is not neurotypical what, where do they start what do they do? So I, I work with Thriving Autistic I partner with them they're a charity and they're purely neuroaffirmative so that means that they don't view autistic or other neurodivergent people with any type of ableist lens, which means that they don't see them in any way as being disabled, only being disabled by the current impositions that society put on them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And they work with people to support them generally. Now, they're they're a charity. They're very busy. (laughs) Um, But they work with people individually and they offer monthly meetups for young autistic people to meet online to just check in and you know see how everybody's doing and discuss whatever issues are happening for them okay they so also have yeah go, so they're a support network but are they going to i mean just to, this, the problem is here in this email this this mother or these parents are very frustrated sure trying to help him get a placement will they help him yes well, there's one-to-one support where they can support him to maybe explore how best to do that. Um, they also have training for employers Brilliant. around how to make their workplace more neuroaffirmative. And so what does, that, what does that training look like and how could employers who might be interested tap into that? Their website is thrivingautistic.org. Mm-hmm. And they can go on to that and have a look. There's some information on that around specialist training. That's all neuroaffirmative. And Julie, thank you so much. You're motivated by me reading that, that email to call us. And I really appreciate your call. Thank you so much. But tell me, what, what one message have you got for people when it comes to uh, considering people who might be neurodiverse? You got the you got the ears of the nation now, Julie. What would you like to say <laughs> yeah. to people about this subject? Because obviously you're very passionate about it. I am, and you know, meeting autistic adults as I, I have done in my job is just the, the greatest privilege. And I'm bowled over by their their insight, their compassion, their empathy, their ability to make connections in ways that neurotypical the neurotypical mind doesn't seem to be able to do without a huge amount of effort their problem-solving abilities, 
they're many of them are very creative, many of them are very visual, many of them are very articulate. They're so diverse within autism itself, but they are wonderful people to have on a team. And we really should be celebrating it and inviting them into our workplaces. Absolutely, 100%. And if you had a message for that mum who wrote this email and her son, what would you say? I'd say don't give up. It's really tough. I know myself personally, it's tough. But don't give up. Remember his strengths. Remember his qualities. Congratulate all of you, as how far you have to come, and his future is bright. Wonderful, Julie. Thank you so much for your call. I'm I'm sure that has helped. Thank you very much. We need to take a quick break. 